We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Welcome in, everybody. I am Scott Kennedy. I will be your co-host sitting in for Chad Jensen tonight. Uh, the community here has kind of nicknamed me the Deacon, so because I'm here with one of the football priests over here, Zach Kelberman. Zach, it's been a while. Uh, I've been through a couple countries since then, and it feels like yep. I haven't seen you in a while. And a lot has happened since w- the the MHH family has last seen you, including Bradley Chubb getting traded to the Denver uh, to the to the Miami Dolphins. What was your gut reaction to that trade? Well, first of all, welcome back, Scott. It's always nice doing a show with you. So I'm happy you got to sit in for chat tonight. Second of all, I have a lot to say, and I was, I guess, wrong because I said Monday, I don't really feel a trade brewing, but like George Payton said, things came together at the last minute and the Dolphins upped their offer to include that first round pick, which the trade wouldn't have happened without that first round pick. I'll say this about Bradley, okay? He is a foundational team building player. He's a really good edge rushing outside linebacker he can play the run really well he's a good locker room guy team leader captain but he's not elite he's not von miller he's not lawrence taylor he's not demarcus Ware. he's not in that tier so we're talking about a good but not great player and that good but not great player got nearly as much in guaranteed money for miami today than the broncos paid randy gregory in total on his five-year contract So you can be sad if you are about Bradley Chubb being traded, another building block of the Broncos being taken away, another ushering in of the new era, whatever. But it's such smart business by George Payton to do that, selling Bradley Chubb when his value is the highest, netting that first round draft pick back and a fourth and also a running back in Chase Edmonds. But we're talking about a guy, and I've already gotten Dolphins trolls in my mentions on Twitter, that has two more career sacks, 26, than he has games missed in the NFL. So he's been good when he's on the field, Scott, but he only has five and a half sacks this season and eight, eight games for the Broncos. We're talking about a guy who's not exactly – 10 sacks, 12 sacks, leading the league, one of those types of players. To get that return back on a depreciated player, 2018 he was drafted in the first round. Getting a first-round pick back for him was an excellent maneuver by George Payton, A-plus for me. 
I agree because the other part of this is, and Peyton alluded to it, uh, but then cut it off quickly, says we're not going to talk anymore about this. I, I've said from the get-go, if he's going, it means that they were not able to come to an agreement or at least even come close to a contract extension discussion before they make the trade. So, yes, you don't want to give away – you don't want to trade your best players. You don't want to. You don't want to be a seller. You also don't want to lose them for nothing. Right. That's even worse. And that's what was going to happen at the end. Oh, I can get, a, I can tag him. Okay. Nobody wants to play on the tag and it becomes acrimonious. If you have to tag a player and he ends up forcing a move anyway, I'm not playing on the tag. A guy that can get a hundred million dollars on the open market. Isn't playing on a 20 on a, on a quarter of that on, on a, on a one-year deal. So he ends up getting almost three times the guaranteed money that he would have gotten on a franchise tag. And that's why they don't want to be tagged. So he wasn't going to be a Denver Bronco in 2023, trade or no trade. So if you're able to make a move and he played his way. So I think I would say to this point in the season, he has been elite. And that's why you were able to get a first round pick for a guy that Broncos country has been hot and cold on, Zach. If you had said, and, and I asked this question, I'm going to ask it to you. I asked it to the group this morning. If you had said on Tuesday at noon, instead of an announcement of a trade, that they announced that you signed, Bradley Chubb has agreed to terms for a contract extension with the Denver Broncos for three years and 100, or for five years and $119 million with 70 guaranteed. What would your reaction be? I would not have liked that for a guy who's only had one double digit sack a uh, year in his career. That was as a rookie. He can't stay on the field. It's been a blessing. He's been healthy this season, but he's in a contract year. So that's why it was such a good call by George Payton to flip him for that first round pick. What he uses that first round pick on, we don't know. It could be Sean Payton for all we know, but you got to build up that O-line. And he actually that. alluded to that as well. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that, uh, that, you know, you could, you could make a, a move. Now you've got the draft capital to get back in it and you wouldn't just have to drop a hundred million dollar check to the Saints owner to, to try and get, uh, to get, try and get Sean Payton. Before we get too deep into this, I want to say hello to some folks in the chat who came in early with some supers and uh, we love you for it. And Chris Chance is coming in. Said so PS2, Patrick Sertan Jr. for you, you and me, um, is looking like he's having a Pro Bowl year. Next week's game will be the test. Hopefully, we can keep on the winning streak. Chad and Zach, still the best in the business. And, you know, he actually paid to include me. Thanks, man. And also, can't leave out Scott, still the man, Denver Broncos for life. Chris, you're the man. Double C, CC, appreciate you. Sam Bam, always coming in early. Huge supporter of the show. Thank you for being here, Sam. Good evening, good evening, Zach, Scott, and Broncos country. That's me and you and all y'all. After the Chubb trade, how many 2023 picks do the Broncos have as of now? Hopefully we can get our franchise right tackle with that first-round pick. Go Broncos. Right now, the Broncos have six. They have a first, two-thirds, a fourth, fifth, and a seventh. And we'll see how the board falls and see who's out there. And you might get a franchise Tackled Nick and I had this discussion back and forth this morning. You're not necessarily thinking right tackle. You're thinking offensive tackle because anybody that you would want to draft in the first round, you eventually want to use a first round pick on a guy that's going to end up at left tackle. That's just the way the game works. Your resources get poured in, in, uh, on the offensive line, your money and draft picks go left tackle, right tackle guard center. That's pretty much how it works when you're talking about draft picks and money. 
So if you get a guy, you can have him at right tackle, let him let him break into the league, and then eventually move him over to left tackle unless he's so good you leave him at right. So I don't want to necessarily think of just RT, but OT. And depending on how the board falls, yeah, you can get one of those guys with a late first-round pick, even if the San Francisco 49ers go on a nice long playoff run, Zach. Yeah, I mean, you can even take that a step further and say just OL with the Broncos' mm-hmm. first-round pick. They can use help everywhere, center, left guard, right tackle. My guy, though, if they're targeting that, and Sam Bam, you bring up a good point because George Payton said there's some needs the Broncos have on offense, and what else do they really need but linemen? Broderick Jones, the Georgia tackle, right now looking like in the first round where the Broncos are sitting 25, 27 range. It's not going to be hopefully 31 or 32. We have to root for the Niners to lose every game from here on out. But that's a guy you can target because they can't neglect it anymore. It doesn't matter what quarterback you have back there. It doesn't matter who you have calling the plays, who the head coaches. If you can't protect the quarterback, if you can't run the ball, none of it matters. So I think he will finally, finally, finally break that streak and use a premium pick on an, on an offensive lineman. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, if you are to get a, a first-round caliber interior lineman, he's got to be Pro Bowl caliber, you know, yeah. pretty quickly. Um, but, yeah, you can – I feel like you can address the interior line cheaply in free agency and in uh, middle rounds of the draft. You can get guys that can help you. But, again, it's got to be addressed. Edward Keating coming in. He is super excited. I got six weeks until we move to Colorado. So excited. We'll be moving into our new apartment in Littleton on December 17th. Well, congratulations, man. Can't wait to go to Broncos home games and meet you guys next year. Well, right back at you. We had a great time at the meet and greet. And and this one was great. And from what I understand, it was better than the first one. And what I always say about my teams, my companies, whatever I'm doing, always get better. So the third round should be even better, Edward. And we look forward to seeing you there. Appreciate the super. And we're 2-0, and by the way, at MHH <laughs> Meet and Greets. So we'll go to 3-0 and with you in attendance next year, Edward. Can't wait to meet you. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. That reminded me, I've been to two Broncos games. I'm 2-0. You know, let's let's get the let's get the Scott Kennedy travel fund going. What are you doing I'm, next Sunday, Scott? I'm two and zero. Oh. 
Broncos um, need you. You know, we had the 49ers. You know, what's funny is that for that 49ers win, you helped yourself. You didn't even know it. Um, coming down the list here, Michaela coming in big. Look Thank at the you, hot Michaela. pink. As always. Thank you. Says, I am sad to see Chubb go, and I am not sold on Gregory's ability to play to an elite status the whole season. But I still think it's a good deal for the Broncos. Now maybe we can draft an elite O-lineman with this pick. Let's go, Broncos. Michaela, uh, I, I'm with you. You're upset that it came to this. That's the part that's that's disheartening. It's disappointing. I know our friend Naj is really upset about this because he's like, you know, this was a year it was going to get better. And we're, here we are sellers again. You know, if you're six and one, Bradley Chubb, you, you can probably sign Bradley Chubb to an extension. He's excited about staying. And, and all of those things that make you feel good are good. Instead, you're sitting at three and five. You've had that extension talks. Didn't go the way that you wanted them to go. And you're having to sell one of your better players instead of being able to keep them, which that happens sometimes anyway. But definitely when you are on a losing, on a losing team right now and have been on a losing team, Zach, um, you know, those guys want to, to go. So that's the part, as Michaela says, you know, that makes me sad because you're sad of why, but knowing that he was going to go, you're pretty excited about that trade. You're pretty excited about the return. Yeah. My thing is like, what did Chubb get from Miami? $130 million. You know, he got... it could be up to one nineteen, but it's basically three years, 70 million and then options see the guarantees he got a loan though that's von miller money and bradley chubb is on a von miller type of outside linebacker so the broncos were never going to pay him that much money they couldn't justify it after signing gregory who when he's on the field to me and that's the the caveat here of course when gregory is healthy and on the field he is a monster he was such a good player in the early part of the season for the broncos but you drafted nick benito who had something of a coming out party Baron Browning looks like the truth you have Jonathan Cooper also and they picked up because George Payton is masterful the uh, <laughs> linebacker from the Jets Jacob Martin to kind of offset the Chubb loss and what this allows you to do is pay Draymond Jones at the end of the year because he's also a UFA and for my money we boiled this down months ago if it came down at Chubb versus Draymond I'm paying Draymond and guess what they both have the same number of sacks and if you can give me the same number of sacks, five and a half from a defensive lineman than from an outside linebacker, give me that defensive lineman all day, every day. Yeah, especially in the schemes they've been playing. Anything you get out of an interior lineman is gravy. Your edge guy should be feasting in a, in a scheme like this. Um, Gregory is basically, it's a very flexible contract, Michaela. He's got one year on his deal. He, he signed a two-year deal. And then it's club options after that. So if it doesn't work out for Gregory, you're out from his contract after next season. If it does work out, you keep him. You've got him under, under contracts that are then team-friendly with options. But you are married to Gregory for one more year. And as Zach said, and I'm not sure if it was clear for everybody, but you couldn't afford to bring back Bradley Chubb. You, you, you couldn't. There's, there's some escalating contracts, including Russell Wilson, including Randy Gregory, um, there was another one who's, who goes up pretty high next year too. I'm not, I don't remember who it is off the top of my head. Uh, maybe it was Draymond that I was, that I was considering Draymond that you're at about 17 million under the cap right now. Those can change. Those numbers can change based on players you waive and restructures, but I don't really think you could afford to bring those guys back. Uh, Plum Bob coming in. You guys think if PS2 keeps his play up, he can make all pro. Yes, Better. I do. Yeah, you yes, better I be. do. Um, 
it'll it'll depend on who, who I'm not sure who Hall had it last year. Jalen Ramsey will be legacied into one of those spots until he falls off dramatically. Usually you get one more year than you deserve when you're a guy of his reputation. So while he's still playing at a good level, he's he's going to be a legacy guy. Um, but then after that, yes, uh, PS2 could be. Uh, let's see, AJ Terrell, I think, was a second-team guy last year, second-team All-Pro, and he's he's not playing at that level and has been hurt. So you're not getting pushed from him. JC Jackson, you know, no, it's it's. I think yes, I think I think he can be all pro, not just not just Pro Bowl, but all pro. Name like two cornerbacks better than PS2 right now. Jair Alexander, even though the Green Bay defense hasn't taken the step forward like we thought they would. PS2 for my money. And I know Sauce Gardner is getting the love on social media from PFF, who ranked him higher than PS2, but PS2 right now is the best cornerback in the NFL. And it seems like Pro Bowl Scott would be a mere slap in the face. That's how good he's playing, locking down a receiver every week. I think he will be first team all pro, many to come in his career. Yeah, and they don't the 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 people doing the voting for this don't pay attention to PFF because AJ Trell was like third best in the NFL last year and didn't make the Pro Bowl. He made second team all pro, but didn't make the pro. Um, so yes, Plum Bob, appreciate you coming in green with that super. Thank you very much for that support. Garth Knight coming in. He says, are, are many GMs so averse to picking offensive line in the first round? Because as Sheriff says, uh, they aren't the greatest athletes on the field. Um, the bad ones are, (laughs) um, unfortunately, you know, one of the GMs I watched for a long time was Thomas Dimitrov in Atlanta. And I, I tried to, I was like, how do I come up with a, a metaphor or a, a simile or metaphor? If I get them confused, a simile is like or as uh, to describe this guy. And I was like, he reminds me, he, he makes me think like he is a, an agent for a seven on seven quarterback. I'm going to get my quarterback as much money as I can get him because I'm going to get a cut of that. And then I'm going to get as many skill players as I can, and we don't even play with linemen. So that's what he was like. George Payton, I don't think, is nearly as line-averse. Uh, He's We've known him for what now? 18 months, Zach? You know, a year and a half? He hasn't fixed everything, but on paper, needed help in the trenches on both sides of the ball. The defensive line looks good. You know, you've, you've, done, you've done well there. You needed some help at edge. You got help at edge. Um you needed help at quarterback. On paper, you got help at quarterback. Now the now it's offensive line's turn. Zach, it's it's time. Enough. Enough with this. You can't keep going to war with the same guys. You're getting your ass kicked. I mean, to what you said, if the players aren't good, they're not going to be good no matter what round you pick them in. And if you have the right guy picking the groceries, you can find starting linemen in the first round, the seventh round, anywhere in between. But if you look at George Payton's track record, I tweeted this yesterday, just since 2021, his first two years on the job, Pat Sertan, starter. Javante starter, Quinn Miner starter, Baron Browning starter, Dulcich starter, Damari Mathis starter, Montreal Washington starter. That's not even including Nick Benito and Jonathan Cooper, Caden Stearns. The one thing that George Payton is truly elite at is drafting. So if he actually uses that capital to hone in on an offensive lineman in the first round, I have little doubt he will find the right guy. I I would also add salary cap management for the most part. As, yeah. as a strength. So if you're good at salary cap management and drafting, you're going to be okay. <laughs> you're you're going to be okay. Um, let me scroll down here just a little bit. Coming in on Facebook, getting us started on Facebook is Andrew Baker. He said, sup, MHH fam. I know it's a buy, but how many 
how does this run defense stop Henry with with help? Um, you get some extra bodies. Tannehill, I don't think was is playing. I think I read something that he was uh, he was held out of practice today. Um, the Titans aren't a good team. Uh, they're beatable for sure, but the run defense can be very good. And if you load up, if you load up and dare them to to beat you with the pass, you then it you can you can stop the run. Um, this defense has been really really good. Uh, appreciate the stars. Seventy eight leadhead coming and says boom. Uh, one of our great community members in the comments and stuff on YouTube. Draymond is a correct choice here. Interior pass rushers don't grow on trees. No, it's 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 really, really hard. And, you know, everybody's moving up in a rung, Zach. You know, it, you have depth at edge rusher. Bradley Chubb was your number one. Unquestionable. Whenever, you know, it, Brandon Gregory might have been that guy, but he's, he hasn't been healthy enough. Bradley Chubb has been number one this year. Everybody's got to move up a rung. So, but there is some depth there. There is some depth there. There's not an interior line. Draymond goes out. You're going, oh, shikes. Oh, holy shnikes. Um, You're in trouble. Um, So, again, a good good move. You're upset why you had to make it, but you're happy with the the move itself, the trade itself. I also don't think uh, Fangio's scheme was really conducive for Draymond Jones. And now in Evero's attacking scheme, it's it's more uh, fitting his abilities. And you're seeing what he's done, five and a half sacks. He was the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. You're talking about a former third-round pick who's getting better and better and better with the opportunity. And I'm going to keep that guy around. He is a literal anchor for the Broncos' defense. You know, also I like keeping around is Albert Knoppers. So, hello, Albert. He says, I'll listen later. I'm at rehearsal. We'll appreciate you, you checking in, Albert. We will see you soon. And uh, I want to take care of a little bit of business here, you know, as far as keeping people around. We want to keep you around, Broncos country, because if you're like me, you're increasingly getting more concerned about cybercrime with people stealing your private data and invading your privacy. I am tech, tech savvy. I was a former IT manager in a former life in my 20s, long, long time ago. That's why I now use NordVPN on all my browsers, whether it's my desktop, my tablet, my laptop, my phone. VPN stands for Virtual Private Network, and NordVPN protects you as a one-stop shop for all things cybersecurity. It's incredibly easy for me to use, which means I don't have to be an MIT graduate to figure it out. I can be a lowly public school Auburn grad and Alabama grad to figure this thing out. So that means you can too. With just one click, I am protected. It's very intuitive to use with my NordVPN account. I can have up to six devices. I no longer have to worry about hackers, malicious sites, and pop-ups for the price of a single cup of coffee per month. I have complete peace of mind knowing that my devices and data are protected. Plus, with NordVPN, I'm never a slave to media blackouts. Like when I travel to England to watch the Denver Broncos in person, I can still check back in stuff in the United States because I can switch my virtual location to a market that is showing games, Netflix, Hulu, all that stuff I want to watch so I don't miss out and I can catch the action where and when I want to. Yeah, listen up, Broncos country. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash MHH to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan and four months free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that's nordvpn.com slash MHH to get four months free. All right, Zach, uh, Joe Mama coming in, <laughs> pointing something out here. He says, Chubb hasn't gotten a sack in the past three games, a result of not having Gregory. Yeah, getting getting keyed on there. It's nice to have a partner in crime when you're out there. Um, whether he's had a sack or not, again, 
I, he has played really, really well this year. He has played, he played his way into a $120 million contract and a first round pick in a trade. That's how well he has played this year. But see, $120 million linebackers, guys who get $63 million guaranteed, it shouldn't be dependent on having a partner in crime. You're paying them to beat your offensive lineman one-on-one and get that sack. And that's why Shubb's a good player. I like him a lot. I'm happy he got paid. But he's not in that Von Miller elite category, and he got Von Miller money. So I'm glad it wasn't the Broncos who ponied up in that sense. I just think, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna try and give, you know, the benefit of the doubt on this and, you know, I'm not going to worry too much about the individual numbers if the collective is as good as it's been for the Denver Broncos. You know, for those of you that follow the DVOA stuff, the Broncos have the most efficient defense. They have the best defense in the NFL. Scoring has been there. See, scoring was there last year, Zach, where we talked about, you know, the the it was a top three defense and points against. Oh, that's all that matters is points. I'm like, well, not, not always. Because when you slow the game down and limit the possessions – you're keeping the points down on both sides. You're just keeping the score down. You're not necessarily limiting your team. So, and I think it didn't ever feel like that was a good defense last year. The other team would just take longer to drive down and take, have longer drives to go drive down and score on you. Um, this defense feels like it's getting the job done, period. You know, if, if they have a break, you know, everybody has a breakdown, but it, you think of where this offense has put the defense and on the whole, this unit has been amazing. And Bradley Chubb has been really good. Um, but I, I, under, I get your point for sure that you need a guy for $23 million for top five money. I need him to be so good that it doesn't matter who's on the other side. Exactly. In top five money. And right now he's ranking 13th. He's tied for 13th in sacks in the NFL with five and a half. You know, number one is Zadarius Smith. Two is Matthew Judon. You know, uh, Alex Highsmith is on there. Justin Houston, age, you know, 55 is on that list as well. He has more sacks. So if you're going to be that guy, the guy who gets $63 million, it doesn't matter if you have me on the other side pass rushing. I want you to beat your lineman and I want you to take over a game. And Bradley Chubb, he's been good, very good, just to me, not elite, not overly great. Uh, the Broken Pirate says he will do well opposite Jalen Phillips. It's a good Probably. team. It's a it's a it's a good team. The Dolphins are becoming a, a really good team. Um, and uh, you know we can we can hit on this soundbite here real quick. Um, you know Von Miller said, "Well, I'll just let you. We'll just play it. I'll let you know exactly what Von Miller said." Okay, so let's uh, let's play the audio. Roll audio. Per- I talked to Chip. Um, yeah, I, I talked to him like two weeks ago, then last week too. So you know he. Uh, you know, he, he kind of was prepared for it. Yeah, I told I talked to him yesterday. I was like, man, you hey, you gonna you look way better than I look because when I got traded last year, I was crying and I could barely talk. And you know, he was good. He was in good spirits. Um, you know, I had spent eleven and a half years there, and he, you know, spent four and a half. So just a little difference. But you know, whenever you, uh, it just refreshes you. You know, whenever you get out of you know tough situation like that, and you can go to a winning team that needs you to win right now, man. It Ouch. just it just recharges you and. And I'm sure Chubb is uh, feeling that same way. Ouch, Vaughn. That wasn't that wasn't said with malice. That was said from the heart, and it was truthful. You know, I don't think that was a shot at the Denver Broncos on purpose, but he did go to a team that was winning and needs you to win right away, and it refreshes you. Bradley Chubb is has Bradley Chubb ever been on a winning Broncos team? Nope. 
No. Is this a winning Broncos team right now? Nope. Dem's facts, man. Vaughn wasn't being malicious. He was just saying to go to a winning team. And it hurts to hear it. It does. Um, it does. Um, what uh, in, in here, what Hueros comes in and says, he says, knowing Chubb and Miller got paid makes me feel better. And, and that's kind of my point. The discussion about, you know, we could have had Von Miller back. No, no, you couldn't. Von Miller wasn't coming back. You, you couldn't beat the Bills offer. He was on the open market and they gave him a crazy deal. Crazy. They need to win it all this year because in year three, it was basically a three-year deal. In year three, it ain't going to be the same Von Miller. If it is, holy cow, that dude's a freak of freaks. And it's going to be a ton of money. So they need to win this year. You weren't going to match that deal that they gave them. And you didn't want to match the deal that the Dolphins were giving, that we're going to give him. And, and Bradley Chubb was going to get a deal like that. He was going to be a free agent if, if, uh, if you didn't. He wasn't re-signing. The Broncos were going to offer him that money. And he wasn't going to re-sign for less than that. Well, it's from Vaughn's point of view. It's like, hmm, Buffalo or Denver? Where do I want to go? Where do I want to win another ring, uh, you know, with and with whom? And I think it was a good landing spot for, for Vaughn. And they're off to a great start this year. And he looks like the old Vaughn Miller. But I'm just not firmly a believer in Miami yet. I feel like they're much better than they have been. And Mike McDaniel's a good coach. But how far is Tua going to take you? And can he overcome when defenses in the second half of the season begin to adjust and roll coverage and take some weapons away? You take away Tyree Killer, Jalen Wadden, they don't have much of Waddle, excuse me, they don't have much of a running game. What are you going to do? So I'll believe they're a Super Bowl championship caliber threat when I see it. Buffalo, I believe. Miami, I'm not there yeah. yet. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, though, is they went after the, the difference here is they got a guy who's 26, not 32. You know, so this was a this was a, an investment, not necessarily. You know, as Vaughn said that Buffalo a little bit later, he says that Buffalo's, you know, Miami's all in. They're not all in for this year. You know, if if you're gonna, they sign him to a long term deal and hope that they want to pay him. You know, they don't want to have to figure out how to get out out of his contract after three years. They want to use those last two option years, um, because he's only 26 years old. So it it isn't just it isn't quite the same. This isn't. This isn't a closing window for uh, for Bradley Chubb and the, and the Miami Dolphins. Um, uh, Kenny Booker, KB82, coming in. He says, what's up, fellas? Do you think Nathaniel Hack, Hack is just like Eric Bieniemy, where Andy Reid is the one making the calls and he is the only the OC uh, in name? Uh, Zach, you'll remember one of my hesitations about hiring the offensive coordinator with an Uber quarterback was hiring the offensive coordinator with an Uber quarterback. Um, and Andy's not even calling the plays. You know, it's you know, it's the office space thing. What exactly do you do here? Uh, it gave me hesitation. If you're not calling the plays, and you know, how hard is it to call the plays for Aaron Rodgers? It's it's concerning. It was concerning. And that's why the argument for me, it's like, if you want to strip Hackett of play calling duty, just fire him. Fire he has him. no utility otherwise. He doesn't do anything overly well. You hired him to be the OC and he's uh, derelicting that duty, uh, so to speak, with Russell Wilson. So it's either you keep him around at full bore or you get rid of him. And I don't know. We'll see what happens. So, yeah, I, I agree. Um, 
you know, I, I said he saw on the direct trajectory of a one and done. And Nick thought I meant this morning meant like one week. I meant actually at least get the year. But he's yeah. like, I don't know if he lasts the year, man. It could be he's game to game at this point, um, which could be true. And and Andrew Baker, big one of our great supporters on Facebook, comes in. He says, I know it's hard and cliche, but what's your record prediction for the season? Having an eight game sample size. Um, where are we at? Three and five right now at Tennessee. Vegas again, at Carolina, at Baltimore, Kansas City, Arizona, at Rams, at Kansas City, Chargers. I don't know. It's tough to see more than like four, five wins in their tops. And to the thing about Hackett, I feel like him beating the Jaguars by four points, but still getting that victory kind of bought him the season. If they were going to fire him, it would have been over the bye week, would have been perfect at two and six. But I agree with you, Scott. I think he'll get the year, but... 7 and 10 is what 538, the uh, data driven outlet, predicted for the Broncos. Right now, they have an 11% chance of making the playoffs. I just don't see, as they're playing, struggling to beat Jacksonville, how you get better than 7 and 10 or uh, 8 and 9. Sadly. Yeah. Uh, and my, my prediction on this, Andrew, would be three more, uh, three more out of this group. So that would be 6 and 11. Six and 11. Oh. Um, at Tennessee, you're. I haven't looked at the line, but there's no way you're favored. Um, Vegas, you should get a win. Carolina will probably be a push, and I'll give you the benefit of the doubt and say a win. At Baltimore, loss. Kansas City, loss. Arizona at home, I'll say win. At Rams, loss. At Kansas City, loss. LA Chargers is your 3-4 line right there if you set the over-under at 3.5. The, the Raiders beat the Broncos already, and Josh Jacobs owns them, so I wouldn't circle that as a W for the Broncos. Exactly. I'll reverse that with you, though, about L.A. Uh, the Rams, they are not scaring me. Their offense is abysmal, and I feel like Ajiro Evero coming from L.A. will know how to combat them. So on Christmas, I can see the team giving the fan base a present, but will it matter by that point? Is 7-10 right. and is not going to get in, and 8-9 and is not going to get in. Yeah, so Who's playing like, for what at right. that point is what right. it comes down to to a certain extent. Um, so yeah, I, I would set, I would set the over under for season wins now at six and a half. Um, not good. <laughs> How far are we fallen in just a few months? Not good. Um, Cody W comes in, he says, trade the first for two seconds and fix the O line, please. Uh, as Zach said, hell, hell maybe you're trading it for Sean Payton. That's, I hadn't even thought of that. Great. Yeah, that was, uh, Good thinking, but yes, we had talked about the trade down scenario with six picks. You could spin a first into seven or eight draft picks. Literally, you could. I was okay. I'm going to trade down. I'm going to get a second, a fourth, and a fifth. There's three. I'm going to take that fourth and turn it into a sixth and a seventh. I'm going to take that fifth and turn it into a sixth and a seventh next year. You can you can turn that into a bunch of players. Um, do you want to? Maybe maybe not. But it's time to invest in the offensive line. Um, You've got in, in two drafts, you've gotten Miners, uh, you've gotten Wattenberg, and where was Miners taken last year? Third round? Yeah. It's third round. So a third and a fifth, I think, was was no Wattenberg may have been a sixth, which that's not really drafting an offensive lineman. That's taking a chance. Investing in the offensive line for me is fourth and above. Um, and it's time. I, I, I agree with you, Cody. It's time. Could be a case where it depends where the Niners finish. If they the Broncos get the 20th pick, they might move down to like 27, 28. And in that trade would net another second round pick. That'd be ideal, but it's all depending on where Peyton wants to go, what player they're targeting, and if the player's still on the board. But 
even he acknowledged, and by now it's time, they can't neglect right tackle specifically any longer. They have to dump some premium picks or a pick into that position, and I think they finally will. KB coming back in, he says, I, I was hoping we traded Judy and got, got back almost an entire draft in trading two players. We could have gotten a first, second, fourth, and a, and a fifth for them. Uh, yeah, that's. I think the difference here, one, you didn't get the second that you were hoping for, and he might have been gone. Two, he has another year and maybe two more years of, of control, whereas you had nine games, nine games of Bradley Chubb left where you've got one season, this you've got nine plus next year. And if Judy plays up to a decent level, you may pick up his option, which would be about a $12 million, $13 million, 50 year option. So you could have Jerry Judy for two and a half more years. So it wasn't quite as urgent to make that deal. And you'd be selling low. You'd be selling low on Jerry Judy. Whereas Bradley Chubb's, value as a player hasn't been this high since he was a rookie. Now at the end of his rookie season, you probably could have gotten two firsts and change for him. You know, you get a rookie with 12 sacks, you know, you can spin him for whatever the hell you want to. Um, then three years of injuries and he's coming off of that. And with only half a year left on his contract and you were still able to get a first for him that you were selling high. That's as high as his value has, has been since his rookie season. You'd be selling low on Jerry Judy right now. Can it go lower? It could, but you've got more time to for him to bounce back. I think the Broncos winning that game as well and keeping their season alive took them out of the running to have a fire sale. And by right. fire sale, I mean trading away Hamler and Judy and Albert O and Melvin Gordon, everybody else. But this might be a hot take. Jerry Judy right now might be the Broncos wide receiver one. Last couple games, he's looked really good. He had that nice touchdown off the jet sweep where he got the ball from Russell Wilson. They're incorporating him into the offense more and more and really starting to unlock that talent because when he's on, man, he is an explosive playmaking receiver who can take over a football game. And I just don't think the Broncos either got an offer that blew them away. For To, to trade Jerry Judy, George Payton had to be no doubt about it. And if he's not getting more than what Chase Claypool uh, drew from Chicago a second and a sixth, I think, or a fifth. It didn't make sense to do it. They want to keep the band together. You can't trade for a franchise quarterback, pay that quarterback a quarter billion dollars, and then strip his weapons away in week nine. So I, I actually understand why George Payton kept him around. I think I think Hackett and Russ, what do we call that? Rucket? <laughs> Hack Russ um, are figuring out how to use Jerry Judy, and it's not down the field. Get, get, get in the, the ball. ball. Just get in the ball. If it's in the backfield, swing passes, bubble screens, quick slants, drag routes, but get him the ball and you can use the short passing game with him and, and open up the outsides more. Uh, you mentioned Okawebanam. If they had been offered uh, some leftover Halloween candy for Okawebanam, they would have taken it. Um, but uh, Reisner, Reisner, I think, may have been, uh, may have been, may have gotten the right deal. But again, we, we said this on, on Tuesday. I've said it a lot. In order to make a trade, you've really got to give up and get anything back. You've got to give up something you don't want to give up. It's got to hurt a little bit for the most part. You know, it, it's I, I, I kind of use this all the time, but it's like I read the comments and I see people on Twitter and social media like, man, this guy sucks. He's overpaid. He's always injured. Can't stand him. We need to trade him. 
that's not how trades work, man. You didn't do much of a sales job there. Those are the guys you got to cut. You know, he's a bad attitude. He's always fumbling the ball. He's not a good running back. He's washed at this point. Trade him. Who wants to trade for that guy? Who, who, who wants to trade for that guy? And he didn't just survive the trade deadline. Melvin Gordon retained his starting job. That's what, according to George Payton, he said that Melvin's still our starter, Latavius, and will compete with Chase Edmonds and Marlon Mack and whoever else is in the Broncos' backfield now. So Melvin, I don't know what incriminating photos he has on George Payton and the Broncos' coaching staff, but he just he's like a cockroach, man. He just won't go away. He will always survive and always uh, maintain. But you're right about not really selling the player to the rest of the league. It takes two to tango, and you can't just want to trade a player. You have to find a trade partner for him. And according to Peyton, uh, I think Keith will have an article up on the website about this. Peyton said, we're going to need Alberto in the second half of the season. We believe in him. We like him. You can say one thing, but his inactivity uh, says quite another. Yeah, I'm wondering how many years are left on his contract. If he's a free agent, that's a strange thing to say. But I mean, 20, 21, so, 22, one more. Okay, but that's also something you say. You know, did you try and trade Albert Okawebenom? No, we weren't able to. We didn't get anything for him. You know, no, they, they, they talk, they, they're not honest up there. You're going to go up there and say, no, no one wanted him. We, 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 we threw it out there. I, I put it on, put him on Craigslist and, and didn't get anything. You know, you're, you're not going to say that publicly. No, no, he's a big part of this team. Uh, we, we're, we're happy to have him here. Um, it's all BS. Uh, what's not BS is Phil McLaughlin and his support for this show coming in, saying evening Scott and uh, evening Zach and Deacon Scott. Hey, that's me. Uh, off to the granddaughter's volleyball, just saying hi. Go Broncos, MHH for life. Well, I hope you have a good time. Never felt so short in my life as when I went to a, a high school volleyball tournament with my younger sister and all the girls there were 6'2", let alone their parents. Um, I was like, when did I become the short guy for God's sake? So have a good time there. Hope you have fun. Garth Knight coming in green again. Here, we just hit on a little bit of this. What do y'all think we could have gotten for Judy? I believe he and number three are improving, but number three has always gotten more of lesser wide receivers in his career. The chemistry is definitely improved there about figuring out how to get uh, how Russell Wilson can get Jerry Judy the ball. And I don't think you got an offer for a two or Judy may have been somewhere else and you would have been selling low, which you didn't want to do. Yeah, again, I don't think uh, George Payton would have traded him for anything less than Chase Claypool. And again, I think that's it was a second and a, a uh, late round or mid round pick. So why not bank on his upside? He's under team control cheaply. You know, he, he's developing chemistry with your quarterback. He's getting better once you start to entrust him with the ball. And once he actually catches the ball, he can make things happen. And I firmly agree with Scott. And the same thing applies to KJ Hamler. Just get him the freaking football and let their natural God given <laughs> talent take over in the Broncos. Broncos finally, hopefully, are starting to realize that. Well, it's complimentary, and that's the thing, is you've got three receivers with very different skill sets, and they should complement one another instead exactly. of, you know, you've got a, a bigger possession guy who can use on the outside in Cortland Sutton. I've got an underneath guy with some wiggle that I want to figure out how to get the ball, and then I've got a deep threat. So if I'm getting Judy the ball in jet sweeps, bubble screens, you know I line those two up. I line Judy up in the slot and Hamler upside. And I've just run three straight bubble screens to Judy for 25 yards. The next time I fake that thing, the safety bites and Hamler's freaking gone. It's not rocket science. <laughs> so figure, figure it out. But again, a lot of this has to do with 
being able to protect your you, you having the OL. It's hard to do anything when I take a snap and my center's in my lap. Then Judy, Judy and uh, and Hamler and Sutton just don't matter. They don't matter. What Hackett does doesn't matter. It got better when Glasgow was out there. You sound like Zach Helberman, you know, circa 2016 through 2022. It doesn't really matter who's back there, who's the quarterback, who's calling plays. If your line sucks, your offense sucks. Simple as that. But and the other thing about Jerry Judy, you know, his attitude concerns. That's why a lot of Broncos country wanted the Broncos to trade him. After the win, when Russell Wilson was having his interview, uh, Jerry Judy jumped up and, and congratulated him and celebrated with him, jumped over his back. So he is – growing as a person he's a 20 what three 24 year old kid out there on the football field he was king crap at alabama but he hasn't been in the nfl and i think he's slowly but surely maturing and again letting his physical gifts take over and once you just get him the ball you get him the football and good things happen very simple concept i i take every chance i get to uh to take a dig at the double holdback kevin calvin ridley who turned 20 his senior year in high school and aged out and entered the league as a turn 24 his rookie season jerry judy is still younger than cal than calvin ridley was as a rookie new jaguars receiver calvin ridley yeah we'll <laughs> see but again some some of some some got my son is an old head he's 13 going on 50 He's, I think he's more mature than I am. That's not a high bar to set, but he is 13. You know, some, some of them are old heads. Some, some of these kids take a little longer. Some of us never grow up. Um, Judy is, is a little on the more immature side as opposed to, you know, say a Kyle Pitts who came into the league at 20 years old and is, you know, a little bit different. Um, so Judy still has time. And I think, it's almost like he's a little insecure and just needs to feel loved. Give me the ball. Do you care about me at all? Oh, you do. I'm so happy. You know, um, keep him involved and you'll get the best out of Jerry Judy. And if you want to sell, sell high. That, that's why you're not selling. Now you're not selling low on a player who's got the tools of, uh, of Jerry Judy. Uh, Jay Valentine comes up when you've got contract control, you've got two and a half years of control left on his, on his contract. You don't sell low at that point, nine games left. You get what you can for him. Uh, Zach and Scott, do y'all see Tom Compton replacing Reisner? What do you think about that one? Interesting. I want to see him, you know, actually get on the field and start practicing consistently and being worked into a game. Judging how they used Billy Turner, he didn't play until like what week six, week seven. It could be an acclimation process. Um, I would like it though. I think Compton is a better guard than a tackle, but he has versatility to play both. And right now, I don't know though, because it's like Reisner struggling, but who's your left tackle? Calvin Anderson isn't great. Cameron Fleming isn't great. And Billy Turner at right tackle isn't great either. So whoever is struggling the most on the O-line, that's where I see Tom Compton fitting in. And Reisner to this point has been on him and Cushenberry have been the untouchables. Um, Cushenberry goes out with an injury and Glasgow is immediately an improvement. Can that be sustained? We'll see. Uh, the mobility of Glasgow was a problem at guard in a little bit more space. The ability to hold the point of attack was a problem for Cushenberry. That one bothers me more. If I've got a guy lined head up over cushion over the, my center, I want to make sure he doesn't end up in my, in my lap of my quarterback. I won't be able to get to the second level as well, but that doesn't matter if I, I I'm getting bullied at the point of attack. 
Uh, Cushenberry or Glasgow was able to hold that point of attack. That's an improvement. Then you worry about the mobility of your guards. Um, I haven't seen Compton. I, I, you know, was making fun of the Sasquatch, Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, and Billy Turner. I don't know what to expect from Tom Compton. You know, based on his numbers and everything from last year, he's a great run blocker. You know, not necessarily a great pass blocking tackle. Well, you know what? A great run blocking, not so good pass blocking offensive tackle sounds like to me, Zach. A guard. A guard. <laughs> a guard. So I'd love to see it too. Um, there was a question in here, and I'm not sure if it was a uh, a super or not. Yeah, it was. It was a super coming in that I wanted to get to. Uh, Cody came in. He says, Kush has one year on his contract. What's the loss if he's cut peanuts? Uh, his dead cap number next year is $230,000. And you you say his cap hit is 1.4, so you save $1.2 He's cheap. He's super cheap. But you get what you pay for. Um, and it's a 1.2 million savings. If he's great, you love it. You'd be happy to pay him three times that if he was worth it. You'd be getting him an extension now. Um, but it's not a loss. It's actually a gain. You get 1.2 million back in salary cap money. Um, that you you know that that doesn't get you a replacement. That gets you money towards a replacement. The thing with Kush is too, like he really has no other position he can try to fit into. Like he, I don't think he'd survive at guard. Obviously, he's not a tackle. And as a backup, you already have uh, Wattenberg waiting in the wings. So yeah, I don't think they're going to cut him, but they're not going to bring him back either. I think Kush's time as a starter, at least with the Broncos, has come to an end. Glasgow probably will hold that spot down for the rest of the year. Yeah, he's got he's got two and a half years of bad play. How much more of a sample size do you need? RD coming in with the Canadian. Canadian blue. He says, what happened to Sutton? Part of what happened to Sutton is he was the only guy out there and defensive coordinators for the most part, aren't morons. I'm just going to roll everybody that direction. You can't throw it to Sutton anymore. And I think he's gotten a little disheartened and yeah, for sure. I'm an outside receiver. You know what my quarterback needs to get me to the ball? Unless it's just a straight fade every time time. He needs time. Unless it's a catch and throw up in the air, which isn't a basis of an offense ironically, that's how we saw Sutton used most of the time the first three games. Oh, single coverage? Throw it out there. Let's get it out there quick. So it's hard for me to be too critical of everyone else when your offensive line play has been so poor. So this guy's this guy's open, but he's not being seen. And there's a 6'6 guy in Russell Wilson's face. Russell Wilson looks jittery back there. Well, no kidding. He has zero time. Uh, the wide receivers aren't performing. The running backs aren't performing. Well, why is that? Because the defensive line is setting up shop four yards behind the line of scrimmage. I don't know what this offense can do yet. <laughs> I, I think you touched on all the major points about Cortland Sutton. He started the year really hot, but once teams rolled coverage over, they dared the Broncos' other receivers to beat them, and the Broncos' other receivers really haven't. And the Broncos' offense has been a dumpster fire pretty much from week one. But also about... Uh, court looking disheartened I've thought the same thing and I've thought so for a few years now and I feel bad for him because he struggled through bad coaches bad quarterbacks and he's given his all he's been a really good receiver but this year I mean a new uh, quarterback comes a new head coach comes in and Sutton really isn't giving that effort he's not really 
snatching the ball away like he used to. There's no real 80-20 balls anymore with Cortland Sutton. It's more like 60-40 or 50-50. So on one hand, I don't blame him. On the other, I want to say to him, you know, step up a little bit more and, and go be a little more tenacious in jump ball situations. When uh, William coming in here, I think you just misspoke because someone was kind of making fun of this. He says, but I hope Wilson doesn't override the coaches about Cush and Glasgow at center when Cush is better. I think he means because the idea is the the scuttlebutt is like it came down to Russ was the tipping point in this. He he felt a little better about Cushenberry in front of him, but Glasgow is is better than Cush, uh, and he hope he doesn't override them on that. If your quarterback is overriding your coaches on who to put in what position those coaches should be fired yesterday yesterday if the coaches say we want glasgow and wilson says well i want cushionberry and if it's cushionberry the coaches need to be gone tomorrow tomorrow yesterday gone fired what are you here for that's not your job quarterback uh one of the worst quarter high school quarterbacks i ever saw good ki- i mean like good talented kid offers from all over the place i wouldn't watch them in a seven on seven and it's seven on seven summer it's development time and he actually threw the ball down like spiked it because his buddy was in a slot he's like i don't want that guy in its slot i want him in its slot and spike the ball yeah he didn't make it <laughs> he didn't make it and at this level that's just that's just not how it works so if he overrides him fire him yeah kush isn't really kush kush is more like mid and those who know, know. And uh, I was a big proponent. I even of, got that one. I understood that reference. Of Cushion Bear. I really was. I thought maybe in the new system, the wide zone system would be beneficial, but he just doesn't just have the strength and the, and the power to play at the NFL level. It's tough, man, but that's the, uh, that's the game. So I think the Broncos found a better sub right now in Glasgow, who at yeah. least is a competent starting caliber center. I didn't, I, you know, I, I don't know what it was. I usually trust myself a little bit more and stick to my guns, but I started hearing about this, this scheme, this wide zone. It'll help this blah, 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 man. I know better. If you're a scheme dependent, you can't play. Not good enough is not good enough. Oh, he'll be better in the scheme. He might be better in the scheme, but if he's crap in one scheme, he's not good enough. You need to upgrade. You need to do better. The Broncos can also upgrade their OL coach because I have not been impressed at all with Butch Berry. If there's one guy to fall on the sword that's not named Nathaniel Hackett, it needs to be Berry. I don't know, looking back on it, why the Broncos moved on from Munchak to get a coach that made every player on the OL, maybe with the exception of Quinn Miners, worse. He's been bad. Is that a is that insecurity? You know, I, I want to. I don't want someone here. I want to form my own bonds. Um, I'm sure it was I, his I boy to be undercutting me with the current play with the players. You know, I, I feel like a little bit of that is could be an insecurity. Um, and that that's a that's a that's a red flag. Wouldn't I don't know. surprise me. That's like I said, that's just a question. You know, Munchak may say, no, I don't want to play for this guy. You know, I, I don't want to be here anymore. Uh, that that could be it. I, I don't know. Just just asking a question. Could have been loyal Mike, to fans. Michael Comes in, he says, I hope George Payton re-signs Draymond Jones after the 2022 NFL season. You need to write SEO for us, man. You're just hitting all of those two words <laughs> in a chat. It's amazing. <laughs> Key part on the Broncos defense, go Broncos. Uh, yes, he is. And I love his personality. He's the, the, the I don't, I don't know how, you know, I don't give a darn type of guy. I'm going to say what I want to say. Um, I love him. I, 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 I do. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Draymond and just talking about, again, 
if you can get interior, if you can get an interior penetration from your interior alignment in a three four and in a in a base three four, you got something. You you do. You've absolutely got something. I fell in love with Draymond last year when he was asked about Teddy and Drew and who he wants at quarterback, and he said, matter of factly, I don't give an S. <laughs> and just, I, I love that type of answer. He's unfiltered. He's brutally honest. He loves football, and he's pretty good at football as well. He's the Broncos version of Aaron Donald, and I'm not saying he's Aaron Donald. I'm saying he's a miniature version of him. You got to keep those guys around. I, I put up one of his quotes on the show. He's like, "You haven't, you know, you having a hard time getting pressure on Russell Wilson at this, this, and this." He's like, "Not really." He's like, "Why is that?" Because I'm good at football. <laughs> <laughs> My man. Yeah. My man. Yeah. And, and, you know, talk, Maurice comes in here <laughs> nope. and, uh, you Flushed know, again, it. talking about that, you know, Cushionberry is inexpensive, you know, you, you can't, you can't trust the cheap Cush. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta upgrade. You <laughs> gotta go premium at that. You, you go, you go cheap, you get cheap. Um, you know, and I, I was a fan of what Cushionberry said last year, you know, when they drafted minors, we forget minors was drafted as a center. He was he was moved to guard. Um, he can do both. Um, maybe do both. He was moved to guard. We never really saw him at, at center, but they made a pretty quick, pretty quick appraisal, and uh, he ain't gonna work at center. So maybe he can't play center. But Cushionberry's uh, self-deprecating honesty in the media was: if I had played better last year, he wouldn't have been drafted. Okay, well he didn't play a whole lot better his second year, and hadn't been looked much better in his third year. Enough. Man, enough. The Broncos need some dink at center, and I think they have the capital now if they want to <laughs> go that route to get that dink. Yeah, I know. I, I, I get the first reference. After that, I can read into the context, but you're, you're losing me on that one. That purple, you know what I'm talking about? That, that <laughs> um, I'm catching up. Cody, Cody's helping me out here. So. Getting a whiff of it? Yeah. I, pff, everything smells like skunkweed to me walking around in downtown places. Go down Atlanta and Denver. I'm like, I'm getting a contact buzz. Um, Alec coming in, uh, he says, I like how Vaughn casually called Denver a trash team without actually saying it again. Vaughn, you can read his body language and how easy he said it, that he was just being, uh, there wasn't any malicious intent there. It was just the Broncos haven't had a winning team since what? 15, 16, nine and seven, nine and seven and 16. That's a long time, man. That's Bradley Chubb's entire career. So when you go from a losing team, which is all Bradley Chubb is known, to a team fighting for the playoffs, it's it's reinvigorating. That that's an, that's pure honesty, no shot intended. Because later on, you know what? I want to I want to finish this one too. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna add this because uh, Vaughn had a little more to say about this too. I'm gonna add. I want to I want you to finish some of this that I cut up. No, nah, I just talked to Chubb. Um, yeah, I talked to Chubb all the time, but. You know that had, that uh, being traded had, had came up in our conversations, and you know he he was good, man. He was, uh, you know, I don't think he, I don't think you ever could expect it, but he was prepared for it. So, you know, it was good to see him smile and good to see him excited about South Beach. No, I think I got, you know, I got a great example, you know, here and um and Brandon Bean, and and of course I, you know, I pay attention to the Broncos and what George Payton is doing, and you know, um, and John Lynch too. You know, those are like you know three guys that I like, you know, look up to as far as being a GM. And, uh, you know, I just pay attention to what they're doing. You know, success leaves clues. 
Irvon's pupils super dilated or just I don't know it was dark in there though you know you could tell because his forehead wasn't shining out like mine does so it was dark in there so they didn't have the lights on him um but you know he's a success leaves clue he pays attention to how George Payton works in the Denver Broncos there's still a lot of love for the Denver Broncos and Von Miller without a doubt there's no animosity there or anything there was no malicious intent uh with it with his statement earlier about you know the the Broncos being a Going to a winning team, inferring that the Broncos were not. I mean, George Payton did right by both Von Miller and Bradley mm-hmm. Chubb. Traded one to the Rams and one to the Dolphins, two playoff Absolutely. contenders. You can't ask for more than that. And he got them both paid. He got them both major contracts in a sense. So I understand why Von, he didn't outright trash the Broncos, but he's being honest. And like Scott said, the truth hurts. It really does. Mm-hmm. The Broncos are three and five right now. It's looking like another lost season. They're not an overly successful team. They're not doing things overly well on offense, and they're looking like they're another sinking ship. So to say it's a tough situation is just the truth. It's funny. I think I'm, I'm getting uglier as I get older because when I was younger, it was Boomer Esiason and then Phil Sims, and now now Manning as my forehead keeps getting bigger and bigger. So. Scott Peyton Manning. That's the one I get the most, but maybe it's the crowd. Maybe it's the crowd instead. Everybody thinks of Peyton Manning. Nobody even knows who Boomer Esiason is anymore. Um, that's that's not some rarefied air, though, man. You know, it could be worse. Well, my hair used to be white. You know, if you've got any kind of blonde at all, I had white hair when I was a kid. I didn't know what a toehead was, but I was one of those guys. But, Zach, we are coming up on an hour uh, right now. I think it's, you know, unless there's any any burning desires here, what do you desire to get off your chest, it's probably about time for us to get out of here. Yeah, we could do the head-to-head against the bye week, but the Broncos might struggle in that game <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, we have uh, really nothing else to touch on unless you guys have uh, some questions or comments, but I'm going to do the rundown really quickly while Scott holds it down. That was the Mile High Huddle podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in with us this evening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Pod. The main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle, Scott on Twitter at Scout Kennedy, myself at Kelberman NFL, and also our other co-hosts on this program, Chad Jensen at Chad and Jensen. If you guys want some merch, you know what it is, where it is, huddleuppod.com, and get your merch on. I'm not going to say swag because I don't want to insult Cushionberry like that, but also facebook.com slash Mile Huddle Pod, like that page and follow that page. If you haven't, go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football priest and the Deacon a five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every month. But as you see ticking below you, please sub, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. Scott, last word. Last word, pain. No, that's prediction. Uh, you know, looking forward to, I've kind of got a Saturday off. Uh, looking forward to watching some college football for a change. And then... Uh, Going to watch some AFC West. I'm going to check out the LA Chargers are coming to Atlanta. So we'll get to watch that game. They're a little banged up. The four and four first place Atlanta Falcons taking on the Chargers. We had that one written up as a big dub for the Chargers. Maybe not so much. Maybe, you know, you can you can have uh, the Falcons help you out in the in the AFC West this year. Yeah, we're back on Sunday evening for our normal uh, Sunday evening podcast on the bye week, but we will also be coinciding with the Chiefs and Tennessee Titans Sunday night football game. Good chance for all of us to scout the Broncos' next opponent in Tennessee. Pretty much the Derrick Henrys, but we'll see how that game turns out. But, Scott, have a great weekend. Everyone else, have a great weekend. Uh, We'll see you Sunday. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. 
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.